Miles has launched second volume of Bagnellstown Book, article by Charlie Keegan. In October 2020, Miles Kavanagh launched a book about Bagnellstown, the town that has been his home for the past 55 years. The book title was Bagnellstown, A Step Back in Time, subtitled People, Churches, Land, Buildings, Mountain, River and Canal. Now, Miles from Oak Grove, Royal Oak Road, Bagnellstown, is about to launch his second book on his adopted town, which carries the simple title, Bagnellstown, A Step Back in Time, Book Two. Miles told the Nationalist that the book was conceived after the successful birth of its forerunner, adding, I have decided that the introduction to Book Two should be an echo and a step back to the same introduction of just a year ago. The new book covers a variety of subjects relating to the life of the Barrowside town. The first chapter deals with the McGraths of Bagnellstown, a greatly benevolent family to the people of the town and surrounding area. The McGrath name is maintained in the town through the local McGrath Memorial Hall opened in 1945 and the McGrath Park Sports Complex on the outskirts of the town. In 1908, Renowned mathematician Joseph McGrath was appointed first registrar of the National University of Ireland and was knighted by King George V in 1911. A chapter is devoted to the local area of Wells, where burials are still conducted in the cemetery beside the Carlow Kilkenny Road. Wells has a close connection to the people of Bagnallstown. There will be genuine local interest among senior citizens in the chapter dealing with the town's former railway hotel. A chapter is devoted to the convent, home for so long of the Presentation Sisters in the town. A chapter on Thomas Singleton focuses on the prominence this man gained through his involvement in a number of enterprises that were beneficial to the town. And the former district hospital on Royal Oak Road, now St. Lazarian's House, is also featured in the new book. St. Lazarian's House was established by the parish for the welfare of the elderly within the community. There is a chapter on Jane and Jacob Tyndall, who were from Lachlan Bridge but came to reside in Dunleckney, Bagnallstown, where they resided in a house provided for them by Philip Newton of Dunleckney Manor. The former Casey's Brewery, which was located at Dunleckney Maltings, existed in the 19th century on the banks of the River Barrow and is also featured. A chapter on Money Beg, an area situated on the outskirts of the town, provides interesting reading and has a close association to the Irish name for the town. There is also a chapter dealing with the Connolly family, who have a long and proud business tradition in Bagnallstown dating back to 1825 and continuing to this day. A chapter on Fenna Village deals with the Pack Bursford family and estate. The previous owner of the estate, Dennis Williams, was elected a member for Carlow County Council at a by-election in 1862. And Dennis Robert, who became owner of the family estate in Fenna in 1881, was a noted entomologist and arachnologist. The chapter also deals with William Butler, the amateur architect of Fenna, who was a tenant of the Pack Bursford family. Butler designed additions that were added to the Bursford family home of Fenna Lodge and was the architect of the 21 prize-winning cottages of Fenna Village. There is a chapter devoted to Nurney and surrounding lands. Nurney is located within the parish bounds of Bagnallstown. 
Finally, there is a chapter on Barrow Navigation, one of the three sisters which flows serenely through Bagnallstown. The 188-page production is the fourth book penned by Miles Kavna. For the centenary of Ballinabrana Gaelic Football Club, he wrote Ballinabranach Centenary Celebrations, which also dealt with the local history and organisations in the area. His second publication was The Black Stairs, Spring Mount and Surroundings, which Miles published in May 2018. Miles is a native of Tomnalosset in Escorthy, and that book centres on the Spring Mount Killan area of County Wexford. A retired primary school principal, Miles first taught in Clahaman National School outside Bunclody before taking up a teaching appointment in Gary Hill, County Carlow. He was appointed principal in Ballinabrana National School on the 1st of January 1975, where he served until his retirement on the 1st of September 1997. Miles spent 11 years as a missionary volunteer in Tanzania and Kenya, taking in the years 1997 to 2008. The front page of the publication features Main Street, Bagnallstown, with the back page being devoted to the canal area in the town. The typesetting, layout and design for the book is by John Kelly and it is printed by Carlow Printing Company, Strawhall Industrial Estate, Carlow. The book costs €15 and is on sale in local Bagnallstown outlets. The Little Shop, Ray's Department Store, Rose Cavanagh's Shop, Connolly's Supervalue and McCullough's Spar. It will also be available in O'Shea's Centra Burris at Centra in Carlow Town and in Hickson's Supervalue, Bridge Street, Tullow. Tommy Murphy features in a new book about the GAA, article by Suzanne Pender. A captivating story from County Carlow has been selected to appear in a fascinating new book on the GAA, written by people at the heart of the association nationwide. Grassroots Stories from the Heart of the GAA features an incredible anecdote from the sideline of Carlo GAA told by the well-known Michael man Tommy Murphy, a former PRO of the county board for 33 years. His story surrounds the opening of Dr Cullen Park back in 1960 and the fact that despite the best efforts of volunteers and contractors who worked right up to the Saturday night, the redevelopment had still some way to go when Carlo hosted down in an eagerly awaited All-Ireland Junior Hurling semi-final on the Sunday afternoon. What Tommy remembers of the build-up as thousands waited impatiently to get in against new turnstiles that were not fit for purpose is both intriguing and hilarious, given that he sets the day in the context of local farmer brothers trying to avoid paying the wages of two neighbours they brought to the game. The book is a treasure trove of GAA memories, tales and incidents spanning more than 150 years. The book generated an incredible response from every county in Ireland, as well as from the Irish abroad, said author and journalist PJ Cunningham, who collaborated with Croke Park on the publication. I have included stories not only since the GAA's foundation in 1884, but from before, through to the Civil War and up to modern times. The collection is, in essence, the first time that this rich oral tradition of sideline and on-field stories have been put together and published in this form. 
It provides snapshots into the history of the GAA, recounted by the people at the heart of the action, whether those stories are happy or sad, dramatic or ordinary. Volume 1 has just been published, and such was the response from the GAA community that work has already begun on a second collection. Other names contributing to the book include former Irish football international Niall Quinn, Meath legends Sean Boylan and Bernard Flynn, Tony O'Hare, son of the legendary Michael O'Hare, former Galway hurling captain Joe Connolly, Dublin star of the 90s Keith Barr, ex-Arma player and manager Joe Kernan, and RTE hurling analyst and former Offaly star Michael Dignan. Grassroots, Stories from the Heart of the GAA Volume 1, costs 19.99 and is available now in bookshops. If you have a GAA anecdote or a story you would like to share for Volume 2, contact PJ Cunningham on 86 or pj at gaastories.ie. Innovative Belt Will Illuminate Runners on Winter Evenings, article by Michael Tracy. A Carlo company has been playing its part, creating a safer environment for runners and walkers at night with an innovative LED running belt. As the dark evenings close in, the belt allows users to safely walk or run at night and be visible for up to 500 metres in front of an oncoming vehicle. Body Light is the brainchild of Padraig George, who is the managing director of Cheetah Electronics. A keen runner, he says that he ran into a problem which most people who run or walk in rural Ireland will encounter. Just because of the nature of my work, I have to exercise either extremely early in the morning or late at night. A lot of my training would have been done running along back roads in a very rural part of Carlow, which had little or no street lighting. I have used both my phone and hand torch in the past to be visible to traffic. But if you do it often enough, you'll realise that it's not efficient and really from a safety perspective, it's not ideal. So I just felt there had to be a solution. And given my background in electrical engineering and owning my own electronics company, I felt I had the tools to design something that might be helpful to people in a similar situation, said Porrick. Concepts, creating prototypes, testing and branding and all the little steps in between took three years before the Body Light brand came to life in 2016. The Nightrunner LED belt, which was designed in collaboration with Design Core at IT Carlo, has proved to be a huge success. It has a number of unique design and functionality features, which the company says set it apart from other competitors in the market. The Carlo company currently employs up to 20 full-time and part-time staff across Bodylight and Cheetah Electronics, but Porrick stated that further expansion could be on the cards in 2022. He said, If this winter season goes well for us, we plan on expanding our current safety wear product range and will slowly begin to test active wear clothing designed for runners and walkers in 2022. However, these would not be full-time positions until the brand steps out of our current seasonal product range. When body light gets busier in the winter months, we have previously pulled employees from Cheetah, when needed, like last year, when we had additional staff working throughout the Christmas period. 
Parik and Cheetah Electronics have once again teamed up with DesignCore and are currently in the process of developing prototypes for another project, which they say remains under wraps for now. Carla Woman appointed as new CEO of Greyhound Racing Ireland. Article by Michael Tracy. A Carlo woman has been appointed as CEO of Greyhound Racing Ireland, GRI. Dervlo O'Brien is currently Chief Executive of WorkandTravel.ie and was formerly Managing Director and CEO of Usit Ireland. She takes up her new position next January. The board of GRI has formally proposed the Carlow Town native to the position and the appointment will now be submitted to the Minister for Agriculture for approval. Greyhound Racing Ireland says that Dervlo O'Brien is a seasoned CEO and managing director with extensive experience across multiple sectors to drive business growth and transformation. Frank Nyan, chairperson of the board of GRI, said Dervla's organisational values, vision, communication skills and commercial and marketing knowledge make her an excellent choice as CEO as we look to build on the significant progress made in several key areas in recent years, including greyhound welfare, traceability and the overall strengthening of the sector following a difficult operating environment brought about by the pandemic. Commenting on her appointment, Ms O'Brien said, I'm delighted to be appointed CEO of Greyhound Racing Ireland and I look forward to working with my new colleagues and the vibrant and committed Greyhound Racing community in the years ahead, which are full of both challenges and opportunities. Time capsules will record life during a pandemic for future generations. Article by Suzanne Pender A living history through the eyes of the people who lived through COVID-19 has been gathered in Clonigal Kildavan to be recalled in decades to come. Clonigal Kildavan veteran players recently came up with the ingenious idea of burying a time capsule marking the extraordinary 18 months that their locality and indeed the entire world has experienced. The time capsule was recently buried at the local heritage site the Holy Well at Cranavane, with plans to reopen it in 2050. The players invited people in their locality to contribute to the time capsule, to write about their experiences of the pandemic, contribute memorabilia from the time, including everything from newspaper cuttings, vaccination cards, masks and even those distinctive yellow signs, while also acknowledging the huge loss and some surprising positives that emerged from COVID-19. The response was incredible. In fact, it took three time capsules to fill the many wonderful contributions submitted. We had interviews with doctors, nurses, a lady who was stranded in New Zealand at the start of the pandemic, a priest, people who had COVID and were hospitalised, a hairdresser, leaving cert students and lots of older people. We had over 60 contributions from a huge range of people, said Margaret Doyle from Clonigal Kildavan Veteran Players. We also asked children from the local primary schools, Kildavan National School and Clonigal National School, to write their hopes for the future and to write to their adult selves or maybe write about their experiences during COVID-19. Margaret explains the contributions offered an incredible insight into people's hopes, fears, concerns and experiences of the pandemic. 
a living social history that will prove invaluable into the future. Dr Kevin Whelan, a native of Clonigal and a professor of history at Notre Dame University, attended the ceremony to mark the burial of the time capsules. He spoke of the rich history the locality enjoyed and the historic value this project offered into the future. Piper Eugene Murphy led the three capsules into the site, carried by local residents Dick Gibson, John McCabe and Rachel Rothwell. A commemorative stone by PJ Abbey was also placed at the site. Margaret explains that as part of their activities, the veteran players interview older people to ensure times past are recorded and remembered. It therefore struck the group that as we lived through the pandemic, it was a living history that simply couldn't go unmarked. So the time capsule project came to fruition. We have put reminders on two community buildings, the GAA Pavilion and Ben Mulhall Memorial Park, to remind people that the time capsules exist, said Margaret.